Hey, and welcome back to the ReCenter podcast. My name is Zach, and I'm here with Don Mack, and we get to talk today about what it looks like to seek after shalom in the area of like rest and work, busyness and setting aside time and being intentional. Uh, we talked with Ken Schutte last episode, but we wanted to get a perspective also from a mom who's got a lot of kids, and she's also doing a job um, and trying to figure out how in the world do we find rest? How in the world do we enter into Sabbath, and how does that affect the way that we experience the shalom that Jesus offers us. So in a moment, I'll introduce Don, uh, and we will get going. Hey, Don. Uh, welcome to Recenter Podcast. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, absolutely. It's our pleasure. Uh, would you tell everyone listening a little bit about who you are or how they would know you at the church? Sure. So, like Zach said, my name is Don Mack, and um, we have been going to Center Church for five years. Um, but we, my husband is Walker Mack, um, and we have three kids. We have Olivia, who is nine. We have Elijah, who is six, and Luke, who is four. And so I stay home with my kids. Most of the time, I work very, very part-time right now. I do um, occupational therapy for adults, and uh, I work there some Saturdays, not all, and I just help them out when they need it. So focus now, right now is um, being at home and raising our kids. That's awesome. Thanks so much. And uh, as we talk about, I know we we had talked about originally getting together and doing this podcast, and you're like, well, we know about Sabbath, and <laughs> I've been trying to practice it, but it's been really difficult. Um, so I wanted you to share with everyone your journey personally as like you and Walker sit down and say, yes, this is important. I think we need this. But then comes the tension of, but how do we actually fit it into a busy life, right? Um, it seems like, I don't know if it's unique to this cultural context in the suburbs, but it feels like everyone I talk to is trying to fight busyness of schedule for the things that are important. They know they're important and they'd say they're important, but it's just finding time to actually regularly do it. So can you talk about that personal journey yeah. and wherever you're at on that? So I, I was thinking about it actually this morning, um, I drive my short drive here, <laughs> um, but I actually, the first time I think I heard about Sabbath apart from obviously the Bible was when I was in college and one of my friends uh, practiced Sabbath. And I honestly thought when he said that, that's so out, out of date. Like that's not relevant yeah. anymore. Why is he doing that? And I should have asked him at the time, but I just honestly, I thought it was kind of lame that he was doing yeah, it no. as a, you know, tw early 20 something. And uh, I, I didn't really understand it. And so it wasn't until probably, I, I think I knew it was something that was important, but I didn't really know what it would look like. Uh, so I would say probably three years ago is when I really started thinking about, okay, what would Sabbath look like? Uh, and that first came up when I was in a huddle. Mm -hmm. And we started learning about resting and working and how to balance that. Yeah. Uh, so that was how that started for me. Um, I don't know if you want me to continue. Yeah. Um, so so <laughs> I that's have how more. it started. How do you get into, like, what is the tension like today 
Uh, are you and Walker both trying to go after Sabbath? Are you doing it as a family thing? All that stuff is kind of uh, people are probably curious. Yes. So, so then fast forward to so I was learning about it, and then Walker and I were talking about it, but really struggling with how do we do it. Yeah. And so we didn't do it until last summer. We both read one of your favorite books, The Ruthless Elimination oh, of Hurry. So, good. <laughs> so I read it. And then uh, I asked Walker to read it, and he read it too. And it wasn't until after that that we were really sitting down and saying, what does Sabbath look like for our family? And how uh, would this play out on a weekly basis for us? And so that's when we really started leaning into, okay, we really want to do this. We really think this is God's design for us and our family and something we really want to teach our kids to do. So what does that look like? Yeah. So what was the, after reading the book, you both decided, and I think there's something there that you just touched on, maybe didn't even realize, but having like, when you're in a marriage or you're in a family, like you have to do it together. Like yeah. there has to be a decision that together we're going to do this. Yeah. Because if one person wants to do Sabbath and the other doesn't, it's already hard enough to fight right. schedule. Yeah. Um, let alone fighting other people not wanting to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's key. Mm-hmm. One thing that you mentioned um, is is finding a way to agree that whatever Sabbath looks like for your family, that resting is important and designed by God Mm -hmm. as something that we should receive as a gift to really enjoy his presence. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's good. And so, so what does it look like today? Are you guys able, have you found a rhythm that works or I'm sure there's like everyone moments of success, but also moments (laughs) of failing. So I think the first hurdle for us was deciding on the day to do it. Um, you know, Walker has a job where he's there Monday through Friday, eight to five. And then obviously there are some Saturdays that I work. So we thought, well, we think Sunday is going to be the best day for us. And, you know, going to church for our family would be considered as rest um, in the Lord. And so doing that together is how we would start our Sabbath. So Sundays are the day that we chose. But I think what we really realized about Sabbath and rest in general is it's, it is yes about the day that you're observing Sabbath and and resting in the Lord and focusing on him and enjoying him. But it also depends on the rest of the week. How are you resting and working the rest of the week so that you can actually prepare for Sabbath? So I think the other things that we started talking about was, um, like, when are we going to do yard work? Right. Or um, when are we, like, our kids' activities, like, are, like what are we saying yes to and what are we saying no to? Right. And many, many areas are, of our lives, because if we're saying yes to too many things, then we're not, we're not going to be able to have enough time, for example, like yard work for Saturday. If we're saying yes to too many things on Saturday, then it's like, forget Sabbath Sunday, because... I didn't get the laundry done in time or Walker didn't do the yard work or, uh, you know, or I didn't do the yard work or whatever the case may be. So then the, all of those things start to push up against our Sabbath time. So it is like managing the time during the week. Like, okay, I have to get the laundry done Thursday, Friday, uh, so that we can free up some of that time um, so that we can, we can prepare well for Sabbath. Um, I think the other thing that I was really thinking about today was, um, I think the other thing before you even start Sabbath is what does your rest look like on a daily basis yeah. with the Lord? And are you taking that time to rest with him throughout the week um, so that you can do your work 
day to day? Are you resting in order to um, do your kingdom work for him and that? So if you're you're not doing that, then Sabbath is going to be really daunting and really challenging because you're not, if you haven't had that rest before, you're not connecting with the Lord and then reconnecting once a week is going to feel really, I think, disjointed and strange. Like, what are we doing? So I think it's important to find those moments of rest throughout the week as well in order to, you know, even prepare your heart for Sabbath. Yeah. So you you touched on a lot of really good stuff there. Um, I like how you said, because I was going to ask you actually, what are examples of busyness or things that have pushed Sabbath out of your schedule? But you already talked about yard work could be it, kids' commitments for sports or extracurricular, um, or even just getting together with neighbors or Mm -hmm. like all that good stuff can fill up your week so much that like it pushes Sabbath out. Mm -hmm. And so I think in our journey too, it's like we've had to find a way to set aside the Sabbath time and then just like hold it sacred, like not let anything, because it will get pushed if you don't hold it sacred. If you say it's like, well, we'll leave it here, but it can get moved if it needs to, then it always gets moved. Yeah. So I think, and the other thing I notice is then Sabbath, getting away and ceasing and resting with God is also informing your other six days. Like, Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's like, it's not just about that one day because if you are actually resting on the Sabbath, then the other days need to have margin as well. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's just no way that it's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Because everything then is going to push into Sabbath. So it actually, that's cool what you talked about. It's for us, but it also forms us. Like it helps mm-hmm. us to say no and learn. And this is like me reminding myself to say no mm-hmm. to good things. Yeah. And not just say yes to everything, um, which I do because I don't want to let people down or I want to be... I feel like every good opportunity has to be taken as opposed to having the discernment of saying, mm-hmm. like, this is good, uh, but it's not what's best. It's not what mm-hmm. God was had. So yeah. that's good stuff. And then you also mentioned, um, like, the the yard work. I thought – so that we, we've all – or anyone who's tried to Sabbath can feel that stuff coming in, like, mm-hmm. not work work or not watching your kids work, but the other stuff that has to mm-hmm. get done. And when do you do that? Um, so as someone who likes to fly by the seat of his pants <laughs> – someone who likes to like, you know, just take things as they come. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest challenge for me has been the more intentional I get, the more organized, structured, and scheduled yep. I get, the the higher um, the enjoyability of the Sabbath and my week is. Yes. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Are you a natural planner? Like, <sighs> It ebbs and flows. <laughs> I feel like I can be a really... In some ways, I can be really like type A and scheduled and organized. And then on the other hand, I can be like super like uh procrastination yeah. procrastinator and yeah. like not managing my time well and I think honestly this summer has been really challenging for our whole family to get on a sabbath schedule because yep. everything's just different every single week there's no predictability all of our routines change weekly sometimes daily yeah. and so um that's that's been really challenging so I would say, and today was my kid's first day of school, so I'm like, okay, like it's here back. we go. We're starting some <laughs> new routines and patterns. So I think um, even just with that starting, it's like, okay, this is going to help us get back on it's a track. Regular thing, yeah. Yeah, with, with that. But I feel like the more I allow, I think, the Lord to put on my mind, like, you're going to rest with me on Sunday mm-hmm. as, as I allow the Holy Spirit to say those words and remember that, that helps me during each day to say, okay, well, like, I'm going to get this work done or do this thing for his glory for Sunday. And, um, you know, how how am I going to connect with him 
during the day, throughout my day, so that when I, you know, come Sunday, I can really just rest and enjoy um, without feeling like, oh, I'm resting, but I have like (laughs) all of these things on my list to do and it's really, really hard to rest and I, you know, just fighting against it. So Something that's been helpful with that tension of like seeing Sabbath as the end of my week has been making it like when I cease to Sabbath, that was the end of the week and there's a new week coming up and the Sabbath is important to get ready for that week. Yeah. So that's helped me like turn off my brain of like the things I didn't get done. Right. And instead say, okay, so now I'm just being with the Lord to get ready for the things that are coming up next week. Mm -hmm. And some of those are carryover, like they just came from last week. But I think uh, there's a couple things in there that are really cool about Sabbath you mentioned that I'm glad to see like that you are highlighting it, but like resting on Sunday for you will feel weird if you haven't been spending time resting the Lord through the week. Right. And I think that's one of God's gifts of like, hey, we're going to get away, but it's a weekly reminder that like, I want to be with you all the time. Like, yeah. And so Sabbath goes throughout your week. I think it's John Mark who said, it's not a day, it's a way of living. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's so good. Like, when you start living from this idea of what we call at our church, um, soul nourishing rest. Yeah. It's not like you don't, on Sunday, you guys don't just watch Netflix all day, right? Like, no. That's not your rest. <laughs> no. Um, Sabbath rest is like soul nourishing, things that your family enjoys to do together, our yep. creation, worshiping the yeah. Lord. You're not just sitting there singing hymns either, though, no. right? You're having fun. Right. Because uh, a lot of people say, well, how do I Sabbath with kids? Yeah. Right? So when you talk about that, how do you guys, yeah. what are some things your family finds to be soul nourishing that you do as a family? So this has been the the pushback and the challenge for us of, you know, how are we incorporating our kids into it? And, mm-hmm. you know, I think there is a little bit of, you know, begrudging going along with a little. But I think um, one thing that Walker and I said is, you know, with boundaries and parameters, <laughs> like having the kids pick something that they really enjoy and yeah. would like to do. So... Um, this summer we did, they were like, we really want to go to Independence Grove and ride our bikes. And um, Walker and I were like, okay, like that's enjoyable for us. And so then we just sat uh, and watched them ride bikes a little bit. They played on the park. We walked around. It was a beautiful day. So that was restful for all of us. And Mm -hmm. I think, yes, like they need to pick things, but it can't be, (laughs) you know, we're, we're like, can't be let's go to disney world like, right yeah this is not like a day to overindulge <laughs> buy me presents your, yeah no, like this isn't like christmas every sunday right um but what will bring our family closer together and and what do you enjoy and want to do so they've had fun you know brainstorming yeah. some of those things and and we've done some of them and, and we've even talked about um we just got back from a vacation and we did some puzzles together on the vacation and we thought okay like when it's winter and it's cold and we're going to be inside and we'll do Sabbath, let's do some family puzzles together. If that could be something that we enjoy and rest. Um, But I think one of the things um, that we've been trying to do is um, how are we going to spend time in God's word together over that time? And we have done, and you know, our kids are, like I said, nine, six, and four. So the attention spans are, are short. Um, so we've probably done like, I don't know, 20, maybe 30 minutes at the most of like, let's look at God's word. Let's look at a passage and just, just talk about it a little bit. And, um, there's been good times and there's been hard times with that. But I think, um, with those things and even, you know, with doing daily devotionals with our kids, like it's, 
it's something that you always are going to have to fight. And I don't mean fight with your kids, but fight within your own spirit of like, we need to do this because we like, it's, we're in the long game, right? Like it's not, it's all of these short little moments that we have to, um, teach our kids about the Lord and and build into them and grow them spiritually. Um, so I think it's remembering that it's, if it's one bad time, that's a drop in the bucket. Right. Like if, if you keep um, persevering and going on, you're going to uh, see fruit. And I think there have been moments where we have seen fruit. And so that's super encouraging. Uh, so we've done um, some Bible things. I think with our oldest, we've encouraged her, um, you know, go in your room for a little while. And why don't you... She... I think it's easier for her at times to express herself with writing. And so we've said, why don't you just write some prayers in your journal or, um, you know, even just draw a picture if you want to about um, something that you want to talk to God about or pray about. And so just encouraging and fostering those quiet times too of like, what does it look like to spend some time with the Lord and, and, um, you know, pour out your heart or pray uh, to him. So that's something that we're starting with her too, so that she can get into the practice of spending her own, own time with him. Yeah. So I hear a lot of really good stuff and that I'm glad that's like the way your family is finding to enjoy Sabbath. Um, the refrain I hear a lot is like, it's, you know, it's hard to get the kids to pay attention. It's hard to sit down. And I just want to say it is like, yes, I felt it and you felt it. Yes. But I think like we have to be okay as parents saying we're going to choose to do like to restructure our lives according to God's plan. We're going to do the difficult thing Mm -hmm. of setting aside this day. And like the more you stack a Sabbath on a Sabbath on a Sabbath, they come to expect it. You make it fun. They enjoy it. Like, and eventually sitting through, like listening to the Bible and interacting, you actually are training them how to digest God's word and talk back and listen to the Holy Spirit. and, And that takes training and no good things come easy. I think we... I don't know why sometimes we want to do the easy thing. Like, what's the easy thing would be on our day off? I'm going to watch sports. The kids are going to watch yep. a show. And Lauren is going to, you know, do what she wants to do, <laughs> yeah. which is probably clean or redecorate or yeah. who knows what. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's not always the best thing for our family, right? Right. And so I love that. I've loved that about leaning into Sabbath as well as how it shapes the priorities. This is the day that we get to do what's most important, which is spend time mm-hmm. with God. And so our kids then start in their brains knowing where the priority list is, like mm-hmm. first and foremost is family time, in God's presence, prayer, worship, music, fun, laughter, food, mm-hmm. like all these things become a part of Sabbath. And so I, I think it's great that you guys are leaning into it. I can't wait for more families in our church to lean into the adventure that is exploring yeah. God's plan for Sabbath. And uh, And can you describe some moments like, so we talk about this being linked to our Shalom series and how... When we live according to God's plan, we live centered on Jesus, we experience this this peace and this wholeness, mm-hmm. and um, we experience shalom. And, mm-hmm. and resting in Sabbath is part of experiencing mm-hmm. that shalom. Can you explain, or do you have any memories that come to mind of a time of just like sitting back on a Sabbath and just watching your kids play and being like, man, this is shalom. Like, this is what I wish every day was like. Uh, I think more of maybe at the end of the day, feeling... Just because I think a lot of times when we're like home on a weekend, we can be together in the same house, but like not connect with each other and everybody's kind of doing their separate thing. So I think maybe 
um, feeling more connected at the end of the day, you know, even just Walker and I like, okay, like that was a great day for us as a married couple Mm -hmm. to connect with each other and with the Lord and that we're doing this together as a team, even though it feels hard sometimes with the kids. Um, so I would say just overall, like it's just so much more intentional time, um, with our kids where we can have, you know, conversations with them that maybe we wouldn't have had if we were all going our separate ways that day yeah. or, um, so I, I think like that feeling, that feeling moments. of yeah peace at the end of the day to like, okay, now I'm going into the week and I feel like, wow, like I had some really intentional time with my spouse and with my kids. Right. And I feel like now we're ready to start the week of, of going our separate ways right. of school and work and, you know, whatever we have going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it, it's good. It is enjoyable, you know, when we did, um, Independence Grove that yeah. day, just to like watch them, them enjoying each other too as right. siblings and sort of letting go of everything else that's going on was, was sweet for sure. That's good. All right. We're going to wrap up with this. Um, we're each going to give just like one practical piece of advice for someone who's like, Hey, I want to start practicing Sabbath with my family. What is a practical thing that I should be thinking about as I start putting this on the calendar? Oh, me first. Yeah, I can go first. <laughs> I think I kind of tipped my hand to what mine was. I think putting it on the calendar. Like, yeah. that's my everyone can talk a good game about wanting to do this, but until you've marked out hours on the family calendar, um, both weekly and then, like you said, having even if it's 20 minutes a day that you're just going to pause and be in the Lord's presence and maybe read a short verse and think about it and pray and that's it. But you're starting your day with, with resting. So, so put those on the calendar. Um, Put them so they cannot get interrupted by anything. Find what's going to work for your family's rhythm and schedule. And if nothing's going to work, then you have to say, okay, well, then this is more important than something. Something's going to have to get bumped off our calendar. Mm-hmm. So I think agreeing to do that together as a family and then mapping it out on the calendar for like the calendar year ahead um, has really helped our family. When we look like someone's like, hey, can you hang out for us? It's on Friday. Can you hang out on Friday? I'm like, I would love to hang out on Friday. It's going to have to be after this time, though, because mm-hmm. my family is doing Sabbath from Thursday night to Friday night. So like, mm-hmm. and like just holding that so sacred that nothing will get in there has been the only way it works for us. Yeah. So that's my practical advice. Put it on the yes. calendar and then stick to it, even mm-hmm. if it feels hard um, to, to accomplish and do. Hard, difficult things are going to form your family to obey God's design, which is going to reap and benefit your family and put fruit in your family. Like you said, spiritual formation moments, just a a sense of connectedness and wholeness as a family as you're Mm -hmm. together in the Lord's presence. There's just so much that comes out of it. I can't express enough how important it is to be formed by the practice of Sabbath as families that are overcommitted and overbusy in this culture. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. I would say, um, I think just even thinking about and praying about like like we were talking about before, like what does your rest look like during the week? Yeah. And can you carve out that time first before? Because I feel like Sabbath is maybe like 10 steps ahead of that. And if you're not spending the daily time with the Lord and the Word, yeah. then maybe that's something that you you need to start as working towards Sabbath. Like yeah. what really does my rest daily look like? And how can I prioritize one day mm-hmm. of spending time with the Lord in the morning, in the evening, lunchtime, whatever works for you? But how can you 
start that rest just personally for your own um, self um, versus because I think it's it does. You're right. It does get really hard when you're bringing in a spouse who may not be on the same page as you or kids who, um, you know, don't want to do it. Well, what does it look like for me to rest? Right. Uh, maybe not on a Sabbath, but just one day, Monday, <laughs> today, like what does that look like? to rest in the Lord and, um, and then see how that, um, continues on and how the Lord works through that. Yeah, that's good. Well, there's a lot there and a lot for people to try practically. Um, we always have our guests, uh, pray for a blessing over our church. So would you mind praying to wrap up our podcast today? I would love to. Awesome. Lord, I thank you so much for um, this time that Zach and I were able to discuss more about you and um, Sabbath and finding true rest in you and your spirit. Um, I just pray for Center Church as um, we all just continue to learn more about this and lean into um, what you desire for this. I pray that through um, this conversation that your spirit would be nudging hearts towards Uh, what you desire for rest um, in their hearts and their lives and that they would um, obey your spirit for for what your spirit is asking them to do. So I just pray that um, you would be near uh, to all of us and that we would uh, say yes to what you want to say, what you want us to say yes to and no to what we should say no to and just uh, make that clear to us. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Lord, for being a God who wants to be with us and is a God who um, desires intimacy with us and community with us and fellowship with us. I just pray that we would would enter into that and experience um, true enjoyment of who you are and uh, that that would um, be what shapes and forms our hearts and our lives uh, so that we can be um, impactful to um, our families and all those around us. Um, Thank you so much for this time, and we ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, Continue on as we finish off this Shalom series. We're going to have a few more episodes talking about what does it look like to be people of Shalom in a broken world and how can we join with existing ministries or promote Shalom in our neighborhoods or amongst people we know. So those are the next few episodes. That's what they'll be about. You don't want to miss them. Uh, Also, Dawn mentioned something called a huddle during the episode. And I just want you guys to know that we have a behind the scenes discipleship vehicle called a huddle in which we're trying to help our people over a year long period learn what it means to be shaped like Jesus in their lives, to to become a disciple of Christ so that they can disciple others to follow Jesus and love him. If that's something you're interested in and you're just looking like, I want to more holistically commit my life to looking like Jesus and following after him, uh, reach out to me, Zach, at centerchurch.live, and we will try and get you on one of those lists of an upcoming huddle uh, so that you're being considered for that discipleship uh, pathway. We love you guys. We pray for you regularly, and we just pray uh, shalom from Jesus Christ in your lives. Have a good day.